Good morning, everyone, and welcome to our Course in Miracles daily reading conference call. We read from the text of A Course in Miracles original edition, published by our dear friends at the Course in Miracles Society. You can access an online copy of the original edition by going to jcim.net, or if you mouse over the link at top for online edition, you'll see the link to read ACIMOE. Also on that website, there's a tab called Lesson Sign Up, and there you can subscribe to receive a daily excellent email, including both the text reading and the lesson for the day. My name is Lori Cameron. This call is Monday through Friday from about 9.15 to about 11 a.m. Eastern. And today we begin a new chapter, chapter 16, The Forgiveness of Illusions. We'll be reading section one, Introduction, and section two, True Empathy. We're also mindful of our lesson today, Review Lesson 178, which like all the reviews in Lesson Review 5 are preceded and surrounded with the central idea, God is but love, and therefore so am I. Today we'll be reviewing Lesson 165, Let Not My Mind Deny the Thought of God, and 166, I Am Entrusted with the gifts of God. Uh, Fran will not be with us today as she's traveling, so uh, we're looking for a volunteer to lead our reflection this morning when we get to stop the hour. Uh, let's see. Oh, gee whiz. Um, the most marvelous opening today for these two thoughts and true empathy virtually landed in my lap yesterday. It's brief poem from Matilda, or we would say Matilda of Magdeburg, and it goes like this, effortlessly, love flows from God into man like a bird who rivers the air without moving her wings. Thus we move in his world, one in body and soul, though outwardly separate in form, as the source strikes the notes, humanity sings. The Holy Spirit is our harpist, and all the strings which are touched in love must sound. Let not my mind deny the thought of God. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Amen. Beautiful. Thank you, Lori. Thank you, everyone. I was really happy to find that so easily and effortlessly <laughs> yesterday. Oh, dear. Okay, here's our reading list this morning. We have Lemoyne, Harrison, Jessica, Karen, and Robin Marie. Has anyone else joined us? Like, to say good morning to be on the reading list. Good morning, this is Sandra. I can read. Yay. Good morning, Sandra. Morning. All right. <laughs> Hi. Okay. So we begin then, Chapter 16. <laughs> what are we forgiving but illusions? Huh? The forgiveness of illusions. Section 1, Introduction. To empathize does not mean to join in suffering. 
for that is what you must refuse to understand. That is the ego's interpretation of empathy, and it is always used to form a special relationship in which the suffering is shared. The capacity to empathize is very useful to the Holy Spirit, provided you let him use it in his way. His way is very different. He does not understand suffering and would have you teach it is not understandable. When he relates through you, he does not relate through the ego to another ego. He does not join in pain, knowing that healing pain is not accomplished by delusional attempts to enter into it and lighten it by sharing the delusion. Uh, Lemoyne. Okay, chapter 16, The Forgiveness of Illusions. Introduction. To empathize, to empathize does not mean to join in suffering, for that is what you must refuse to understand. That is the ego's interpretation of empathy and is always used to form a special relationship in which the suffering is shared. The capacity to empathize is very useful to the Holy Spirit, provided you let him use it in his way. His way is very different. He does not understand suffering and would have you teach it is not understandable. When he relates through you, he does not relate through the ego to another ego. He does not join in pain, knowing that healing pain is not accomplished by delusional attempts to enter into it and lighten it by sharing the delusion. The clearest proof that empathy, empathy, the clearest proof that empathy as the ego uses it, is destructive, lies in the fact that it is applied to only to certain types of problems and in certain people. These it selects out and joins with, and it never joins except to strengthen itself. Having identified with what it thinks it understands, it sees it itself and would increase itself by sharing what is like itself. Make no mistake about this maneuver. The ego always empathizes to weaken, and to weaken is always to attack. You do not know what empathizing means. Yet of this you may be sure. If you will be merely sit quietly by and let the Holy Spirit relate through you, you will emphasize with strength and both of you will gain in strength and not in weakness. Thank you, Lemoyne. And Harrison. The clearest proof that empathy as the ego uses it is destructive. 
lies in the fact that it, apply, it is applied only to certain types of problems and in certain people. These it selects out and joins with. It never joins except to strengthen itself. Having identified with what it thinks it understands, it sees itself and would increase itself by sharing what is like itself. Make no mistakes about this maneuver. The ego always emphasizes to weaken, and to weaken is always to attack. You do not know what empathizing means, yet of this you may be sure. If you will merely sit quietly by and let the Holy Spirit relate through you, you will empathize with strength, and both of you will gain in strength and not in weakness. Your only part of, start again, your part is only to remember this. You do not want anything you value to come of the relationship. You will neither you will neither to hurt it nor to heal it in your own way. You do not know what healing is. All you have learned of empathy is from the past. And there is nothing from the past that you would share. For there is nothing there that you would keep. Do not use empathy to make the past real and so perpetuate it. Step gently aside and let the healing be done for you. Keep but one thought in mind and do not lose focus of it. However tempted you may be to judge any situation and to determine your response by judging it, focus your mind only on this. I am not alone, and I would not the past upon my guest. I have invited him and he is here. And he do nothing except not to interfere.
Thank you, Harrison. Oh, I love that paragraph. Um, and Jessica, if you'd read three and four and move into the next section, please. Thank you. Three, your part is only to remember this. You do not want anything you value to come of the relationship. You will neither to you will neither to hurt it nor to heal it in your own way. You do not know what healing is. All you have learned of empathy is from the past. And there is nothing from the past that you would share, for there is nothing there that you would keep. Do not use empathy to make the past real and so perpetuate it. Step gently aside and let the healing be done for you. Keep but one thought in mind and do not lose sight of it, however tempted you may be to judge any situation and to determine your response by judging it. Focus your mind only on this. I am not alone, and I would not intrude the past upon my guest. I have invited him, and he is here. I have invited him, and he is here. I need do nothing except not to interfere. Okay, then we go on to um, Chapter 16, The Forgiveness of Illusions, Part 2, True Empathy. Five, true empathy is of him who knows what it is. You will learn his interpretation of it if you let him use your capacity for strength and not for weakness. He will not desert you, but be sure that you desert not him. Humility is strength in this sense only. To recognize and accept the fact that you do not know is to recognize and accept the fact that he does know. You are not sure that you are not sure that he will do his part because you have never yet done yours completely. You will not know how to respond to what you do not understand. Be tempted not in this and yield not to the ego's triumphant use of empathy for its glory. Thank you, Jessica. And Karen. Chapter 16, The Forgiveness of Illusions. Section 2, True Empathy. True empathy is of him who knows what it is. You will learn his interpretation of it if you let him use your capacity for strength and not for weakness. He will not desert you, but be sure that you desert him, not him. Humility is strength in this sense only, to recognize and accept the fact that you do not know is to recognize and accept the fact that he does know. 
you are not sure that he will do his part because you have never yet done yours completely. You will not know how to respond to what you do not understand. Be tempted not in this and yield not to the ego's triumphant use of empathy for its glory. Six, the triumph of weakness is not what you would offer to a brother. And yet you know no triumph but this. This is not knowledge. And from and the form of empathy that would bring this about is so distorted that it would imprison what it would release. The unredeemed cannot redeem, yet they have a redeemer. Attempt to teach him not. You are the learner. Heed the teacher. Do not confuse your role with his, for this will never bring peace to anyone. Offer your empathy to him, for it is his perception and his strength that you would share. And let him offer you his strength and his perception to be shared through you. Thank you, Karen. And Sandra. Six. <clears throat> the triumph of weakness is not what you would offer to a brother, and yet you know no triumph but this. This is not knowledge, and the form of empathy that would bring this about is so distorted that it would imprison what it would release. The unredeemed cannot redeem, yet they have a redeemer. Attempt to teach him not. You are the learner. He, the teacher. Do not confuse your role with his, for this will never bring peace to anyone. Offer your empathy to him, for it is his perception and his strength that you would share. And let him offer you his strength and his perception to be shared through you. Seven, the meaning of love is lost in any relationship which looks to weakness and hopes to find love there. The power of love, which is its meaning, lies in the strength of God, which hovers over it and blesses it silently by enveloping it in healing wings. Let this be, and do not try to substitute your, quote, miracle for this. We once said that if a brother asks a foolish thing of you to do, be, but be certain, sorry. We once said that if a brother asks a foolish thing of you to do it, but be certain that this does not mean to do a foolish thing that would hurt either him or you, or what would hurt one will hurt the other. Foolish requests are foolish for the simple reason that they conflict because they contain an element of specialness. Only the Holy Spirit recognizes foolish needs as well as real ones. 
and he will teach you how to meet both without losing either. Thank you, Sandra. And Robin Marie. The meaning of love is lost in any relationship which looks to weakness and hopes to find love there. The power of love, which is its meaning, lies in the strength of God, which hovers over it and blesses it silently by enveloping it in healing wings. Let this be, and do not try to substitute your quote, miracle, unquote, for this. We once said that if a brother asks a foolish thing of you, to do it. But be certain that this does not mean to do a foolish thing that would hurt either him or you. For what would hurt one will hurt the other. Foolish requests are foolish for the simple reason that they conflict because they contain an element of specialness. Only the Holy Spirit recognizes foolish needs as well as real ones, and he will teach you how to meet both without losing either. Eight, you will attempt to do this only in secrecy, and you will think that by meeting the needs of one, you do not jeopardize another because you keep them separate and secret from each other. That is not the way, for it leads not to light and truth. No needs will long be left unmet if you leave them all to him whose function is to meet them. That is his function and not yours. He will not meet them secretly. For he would share everything you give through him. And that is why he gives it. What? Oh, there you go. Thank you. Thank you, Robin Marie. And is there a new reader that would like to read 8 and 9? New reader for 8 and 9? I can read, um, Laurie. This is Lana. Thank you, Lana. Um, 8. You will attempt to do this only in secrecy. And you will think that by meeting the needs of one, you do not jeopardize another because you keep them separate and secret from each other. That is not the way, for it leads not to light and truth. No needs will long be left unmet if you leave them all to him whose function is to meet them. That is his function and not yours. He will not meet them secretly, for he would share everything you give through him, and that is why he gives it. What you give through him is for the whole sonship, not for part of it. Leave him his function, for you, for he will fulfill it if you but ask him to enter your relationship, your relationships, and bless them for you. Thank you, Lana. 
And let's see, is there anyone else that would uh, like to read paragraph 9? I think that's all of us. Um, Lemoyne, back to you. What you give through the Holy Spirit is for the whole sonship, not for part of it. Leave him his function, for he will fulfill it if you but ask him to enter your relationships and bless them for you. Thank you, Lemoyne. And thank you, everyone, who read this morning. Um, I just want to highlight a few ideas in this beautiful section, beginning the forgiveness of illusions from that second chapter, or second paragraph. You do not know what empathizing means, yet of this you may be sure. If you will merely sit quietly by and let the Holy Spirit relate through you, You will empathize with strength, and both of you will gain in strength, not in weakness. Do not use empathy to make the past real and so perpetuate it. Step gently aside and let the healing be done for you. Keep but one thought in mind and do not lose sight of it. However tempted you may be to judge any situation and to determine your response by judging it. Focus your mind only on this. I am not alone, and I would not intrude the past upon my guest. I have invited him, and he is here. I need do nothing except not to interfere. And in section two, true empathy. True empathy is of him who knows what it is. You will learn his interpretation of it if you let him use your capacity for strength and not for weakness. He will not desert you, but be sure that you desert not him. Humility is strength in this sense only, to recognize and accept the fact that you do not know is to recognize and accept the fact that he does know. In paragraph seven, the power of love which is its meaning, lies in the strength of God which hovers over it and blesses it silently by enveloping it in healing wings. Let this be, and do not try to substitute your miracle for this. And finally, the Holy Spirit would share everything you give through him, and that is why he gives it. What you give through him is for the whole sonship, not for part of it. If you leave him not, sorry, not saying very well this morning, what you give through him is for the whole sonship, not for part of it. Leave him his function and he will fulfill it. If you but ask him to enter your relationships and bless them for you. Oh, what a release of burden that is. Um, thank you. And let's see. 
Oh, yes, we have time before um, the top of the hour. And once again, since Fran isn't with us today, we'll be um, asking for a volunteer to lead us when we get to that moment in time, if you'd be thinking about it. So the floor is open. Good morning, Karen. Um, this is so meaningful to me right now because my daughter's going through so much and my ego reaction to it is ego empathy. You know, it's special relationships, share suffering and share illusions. But the Holy Spirit is saying not to um, join in suffering. Ego empathy is exclusive and selective and relies on judgment and specialness. If I, if I listen to the Holy Spirit instead, and I feel like this is like PhD level relationship stuff, you know, as a mother, you just feel your children's pain. And my daughter was going through so much this weekend um, because her soon-to-be ex-husband, hopefully soon, the sooner the better, um, had the baby. And then she came back, of course, she was hurt. Big, big black bruise on her head. Um, Anyway, the response of the Holy Spirit is merely sit quietly and let the Holy Spirit relate through you You will empathize with strength, and both of you will gain in strength. And I'm getting really good. That's why I said PhD level, because I'm getting better and better at um, pulling her back from worrying about the future. I'm getting better and better at at not talking about it all the time. (laughs) You know, constantly saying, okay, Let's be in the now. Let's be in the gratitude. We're, you know, she's safe in the other room. Everything is fine. You know, be thankful for the joy. Just constantly, constantly let go of it. Let go of it. Let go of thinking about it. Let go of talking about it. Let go of talking about the past. Let go about the fear of the future. It's just constant. But this says, merely sit quietly by and let the Holy Spirit relate through you. And you will empathize with strength, and both of you will gain in strength. Your part is only to remember this. Do not use empathy to make the past real, and so perpetuate it. That's tough. That's really tough. You know, this bruise on her head, you know, don't make, it's already in the past, right? So don't make that our reality, the thing we're focused on. It's in the past. Don't make it more real by putting power on it, emphasizing it. Do not lose sight of it. However tempted you may be to judge any situation and to determine any response by judging it. I need do nothing except not interfere. It's just constantly, I have to turn this over. Whatever she's saying to me, I have to go to the Holy Spirit and turn it over can't respond to it from my ego. I can't respond to it from my ego. It says no needs will be left unmet if you leave them all to him. 
whose function is to meet them. That's just, you know, it's it's like I just want to say how grateful I am for the course because I don't know if this, a year ago I would be able to stay in the now or a year ago would I be able to release my judgments and my fears and and just trust. You know, I may not be getting it very quickly. I sometimes beat myself up and judge myself because I'm not making the progress I wish I were making. But compared to where I started, I am much, much better. So this is the teaching for today. Just turn it over and sit quietly by and let the Holy Spirit relate through me never thinking about what I'm supposed to say, but just thinking, Holy Spirit, speak through me. I'm complete. Oh, that was beautiful, Karen. And what a wonderful... A mm-hmm. I love how you're putting the course into practice. Such a great role model. Thank you. Oh, Karen, that was just so profound and beautiful. Thank you. What a gift. Really appreciate you. Hi, good morning. It's Lana. Um, Yeah, Karen, you know, I can relate. So, I mean, my situation with my daughter was different. It was uh, uh, with um, heroin, but the desperation I felt as being her mother and um, the hopelessness of of not being able to help her um, was just was just overwhelming, and. Um, but, you know, what Jesus teaches me in this section is so right on the money, and it was the guidance I was given, you know, that night when I was praying for her to be arrested uh, just so she would be safe. Um, you know, it was just be the peace for her, you know. Um, be that, which uh, fundamentally is what we all need is, the peace of God, um, because the peace of God is such a powerful state of mind. And, um, you know, this whole idea of empathy, true empathy, is, um, it, I, I agree, it's, it's more of, it's one of those advanced teachings in this course, because you have to even, to even entertain the idea of true empathy, you have to really let go of what you thought was loving. You know, you thought that having sympathy um, for someone or worrying about them came from a place of love, but in truth it comes from a place of weakness because whenever I do that, I give the ego more power than I give to God. And um, that's not constructive or helpful in any situation. So um, I have to step back and realize that 
I don't know the whole picture. I don't see the whole picture. I have such a limited perception of what's actually going on in any given situation. So I'm more likely to screw things up than be helpful by even participating. But I can hold that person or that situation in, in the love of God and trust God to do what I not only can't do, but I have no idea what to do. You know, so um, ignorance is not bliss in this case. In this case, because it's it just brings on a sense of hopelessness and help helplessness. And uh, so I go. You know, we go to our strength, where our strength is, and our strength is in trusting God and trusting truth to be true. And um, but the other side of this is uh, I don't uh, abandon my brothers. I can remember one instance in when I was living in Boston um, with um, with Vicky and Teddy Poppy, and this was, of course, a miracles house. I mean, this you know we had all levels of teachers and learners in that house, you know, from very advanced ones to new students, um, and. Uh, there was a morning where uh, one where a person was um, she was just so distraught a relationship had ended over the weekend a long-term relationship and she was just emotionally crushed but there was this idea of I don't know what to call it mind contamination by getting near her by engaging with her that somehow um, we would you know there they would um this uh, ill this ego thing was like a contagious disease <laughs> and um you know and that's not what jesus means where when he says don't enter your brother's nightmare true but i can enter peace with him or or bring them into my peace and it doesn't require any words. All I need to do is sit and hold their hand. Um, just be there for them and extend the love and peace of God. That's all I ever need to do in any situation. Trust God, extend love, or share the love of God. And um, it's a very generalized um, remedy because it fits all situations it can be uh, but it's also very specific to that particular um, situation whatever it is um, and and it lightens up everything you know and while uh, I you know I really felt like an alien I was new to uh, to the house you know I I didn't know uh, what the what the rules were or you know I was just winging it day by day and um, and it was like so amazing to witness people just scattering like ants trying to run away from this person and I I didn't understand it um, and um, we all are where we are but and that's fine that's perfect for exactly where we should be but um, fear is not a place God would have me be. Fear is, is never a place God would have me be. And anything he teaches me 
does not um, contain fear. And if it does, then I know it's not of God. Um, So we can be um, a peaceful presence and know that that peace is extended. And, you know, the same thing with doing years in hospice. That's all we did was be a peaceful presence for the patients there. You know, we let them be wherever they needed to be, emotionally, physically. You know, it was just a being present there and listening. And that was more helpful. Um, The staff there was so amazing um, in teaching me how to be with someone just be with someone so anyhow powerful chapter this is in section today thank you for listening oh very much so thank you lana that was really beautiful yes thank you thank you thank you so great that was cool yeah so and also a perfect segue to our lesson this morning I am entrusted with the gifts of God so has anyone given some thought to whether they would like to volunteer to lead us please I can Lori thank you Lemoyne Okay, our our lesson is le- ah, sorry, lesson one seventy eight today, and I think to just read the last portion of the review five, and starting with twelve. Let this review become a time in which we share a new experience for you, yet one as old as time, and older still. Hallowed your name, your glory undefiled forever, and your wholeness now complete as God established it. You are his son, completing his extension in your own. We practice but an ancient truth we knew before illusion seemed to claim the world. And we remind the world that it is free of all illusion every time we say, God is but love, and therefore so am I. With this we start each day of our review. With this, we start and end each period of practice time. And with this thought, we sleep to waken once again with these same words upon our lips to greet another day. No thought that we review, but we surround with it and use the thoughts to hold it up before our minds and keep it clear in our remembrance throughout the day. And thus, when we have finished this review, we will have recognized the words we speak are true. God is but love, and therefore so am I. 
Yet are the words but aids and to be used except at the beginning and the end of practice periods, but to, but to recall the mind as needed to its purpose. We place faith in the experience that comes from practice, not the means we use. We wait for the experience and recognize that it is only here conviction lies. We use the words and try and try again to go beyond them to their meaning, which is far beyond their sound. <clears throat> the sound grows dim and disappears as we approach the source of meaning, and it is here that we find rest. So, this is a lesson. God is but love, and therefore, so am I. Let not my mind deny the thought of God. God is but love, and therefore, so am I. I am entrusted with the gifts of God. God is but love, and therefore, so am I. Take five minutes.
We use the words and try and try again to go beyond them to their meaning, which is far beyond their sound. The sound grows dim and disappears as we approach the source of meaning, and it is here that we find rest. God is but love, and therefore, so am I. Amen. Amen. That was beautiful, Lemoyne. Thank you. Thank you, Lemoyne. Thank you, Lemoyne. Good morning. It's Karen again. Um, this was extremely powerful for me this morning because um, let me not deny the thought of God. It's it's like sometimes I slip into this place where I feel like if God were in this situation, if God were present, then this situation would be getting better. You know, it's there are a lot of there are more than okay, there are three. One is about me, one is about one daughter and one is about the other daughter and I keep praying and praying and putting them in God's love and praying and praying and and things just seem not to be getting better, not to be changing. And I had this, I was spoiled in the past. I belonged to spiritual communities. And when they prayed, things changed. And seemingly nothing is changing. And so it makes me feel like God's presence isn't here. That's what my ego keeps telling me, you know, denying the presence of God in this situation. And so today during meditation, I had the awareness earlier that the appearances of what's going on may not be changing, but the content is is changing. You know, things, first of all, it's judgment. It's my ego mind judging that this is not okay, that this should be different than the way it is. Um, Years ago, I used to read Byron Katie, did some workshops with her, and she said, how do you know it's supposed to be this way? Because it is this way. You know, the acceptance principle. If this is the way it is, then it must be supposed to be this way. You know, and having an expectation that if it doesn't look this, the way that I want it to look, you know, full of light and love and ease and flowing and, you know, spiritual, that it's not okay. But that's, that's my judging mind. That's not necessarily true. And just because it seems to be going on as suffering, a lot of things could be um, deconstructed, like my daughter's belief system is being deconstructed by this experience. If she had gotten through it really quickly, like, oof, the light just made it better, would she be, would she be questioning her values, would she be deciding, I want peace in my life, I want light in my life, I want to cultivate joy in my life. These are the things that are coming to her because this experience is so excruciating. So in a way, it's like the Holy Spirit is working so deeply. Beyond this world is the world I want. I can't tell what's going on. Um, Reverend Pam reminded us this morning of that one that says, I don't know what anything, including this, means. And I will not interpret it through my past learning. Something like that. 
that I will not use my past learning to interpret what it means. I don't know what anything means. There is such a thing, like Lana was just saying, of being at peace in suffering, being at peace in the chaos, being at peace in confusion, being at peace and feeling love, regardless of what the forms are and how crazy everything looks. You know, we all got through COVID, and for lots of us, it was a gift. It helped us to have all this time to be peaceful. And, I mean, for myself, I moved a few times. And to the world, it looks like one thing. But for us, it might have looked like a whole different thing. So it's a trap to be tempted by the the appearances of what things seem to be to my ego mind, to my worldly mind, and in the judgment of my false self-reality. Um, I said enough. Thank you so much. I'm complete. Oh, I loved every bit of that, Karen. Thank you. Oh, thank you, Karen. Thanks, Karen. Good morning, everyone. This is Lori. And um, <laughs> I just love the, the title of this chapter, Forgiveness of Illusions. Um, like so much in the Course of Miracles, just that little title is an invitation into paradox. You know, it looks this way, uh, but it's another way. 
and when I start to understand forgiveness I understand there's nothing to forgive how is that transition made how is that transition made um, well emerging from um, all those senses of struggle that um, that seem to contain the uh, notion that something is this when holiness sees it as something else um, I'm happy to say that every every miracle that I've ever been involved with involves a release of what I think um, and an opening to all the various aspects of solution that the Holy Spirit can offer does offer and um, having emerged from so many of those struggles um, not to say that I don't still have them don't don't misunderstand me but I've learned to trust over time that every time I release an idea of how I think a situation is or what it appears to be or how it looks or what the outcome I would like to have is every time I release that um, those ideas what occurs in my uh, what seems to occur in me is a development of trust and it becomes easier and easier not not to say easy every time but it becomes progressively easier um, to trust that he's got this holiness has this I, I I burden myself with the idea that I hold a solution to anyone's problem and um, and that turns out to be a burden that I lay upon myself and so I just love that paragraph 9 ask him to enter your relationships you know the instant that I do that uh, it's like I feel a release uh, as if I were carrying something really heavy something that I thought belonged to me but didn't really and when I ask for holiness to enter my relationships it feels uh, nowadays like an umbrella that um, that I raise and when I raise that umbrella everything is included underneath it and I discover that I'm included in it and there is no burden here to anyone that release is always mutual and um, and over time I I seem to have learned that there's nothing um, the Holy Spirit isn't going to solve for me if I let him and I learned to trust and it's bigger than that yet um, it's bigger than that as well because the idea the, the idea that there's a personal self or 
um, an individual here that has an answer to anything disappears and the release of that um, turns out to be my release and the release of everything um, most recently um, I had the sense you know I, there's a person and I have the sense that if I could only you know here's effort oh effort 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 strive 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 this feeling that I need do 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 and I had the feeling that if I could only pull this person across the bridge um, everything would be fine and boy that was a really big struggle it seemed to last a long time and when I stopped efforting finally and listened and asked the solution uh, was so elegant and so beautiful and so meaningful to me personally and I'm certain it was elegant and meaningful uh, to the subject um, and and that solution is that if I ever have a gap you know later on in this work he talks about the little gap a little gap behind which I seem to uh, be uh, this little gap made of skin you know this little this little veil whenever there's a gap I'm the one who made the gap and the sense that I'm trying to pull someone across is the sense of other we use the term brother a lot and um, and, and less often we use the term capital self but it's for us to understand that um, there is no gap there is absolutely no gap across which anyone needs to be pulled later on he says think how holy you must be when the voice in you calls to the voice and your brother and how holy he must be when the voice in him answers you in other words there's a communication that's ongoing all the time and uh, and when I stop and slow down <laughs> that's funny I, I read something the other day that it went something like there's no such thing as drive-by loving <laughs> there's no such thing as drive-by loving and I have to I have to stop and slow down and inquire and sometimes inquire and sometimes inquire again but it's just like um, it's just like we read in the in the lesson today when my mind approaches the source um, the experience of of unity is restored to me and it's impossible that that sense of unity not also be restored to my brother later on in the manual for teachers it says should healing be repeated you know and that whole section addresses the idea that um, I'm not seeing the outward evidence that I expected to see 
if healing uh, had occurred. Who has that misunderstanding? To whom does that misunderstanding belong? Becomes the question. And, um, and trust will answer that for me. Trust would solve every problem now, I seem to recall, he says. Um, I need, what I've discovered actually is I need, I need you. I need everyone. I need everyone God sends to me. I need that. I need these situations and people and places and things in order to discover the truth we share. And that's um, the purpose of the forgiveness of illusions, to return to me the awareness that within uh, we are all contained in the mind of God and contain each other, you know? Um, this is love. You know, I think I think it's in the clarification of terms that love is the response to the recognition of worth. Love is the response that is engendered in me when I recognize worth. That's why there's no such thing as drive by loving. I need to let the vision of Christ show me um, because everything he sees is holy and healed and perfect regardless of how I think it appears. And in the end, I wind up releasing the whole idea of a separate Lori who thinks it appears because the gap was always in my mind. Um, anyway, what a beautiful introduction to the forgiveness of illusions. I'm complete. Thank you, Lori. Oh, thank you, Lori. That was beautiful. Thanks, Lori. Good morning, this is Sandra. And um, the lessons this morning for me was they're very expansive because um, the, the, the thought of God is very expansive. God is very expansive because God is, is, is love. God is but love. And love is all-inclusive and expansive and doesn't judge. Love is unconditional. So let not my mind deny the thought of God. Is I can't deny that that expansiveness is part of who I am. That's what created me. That's what created this unique being that has a contribution to make. And so now I'm entrusted with this gift that I can make a contribution. It's a gift of God. And what that looks like for me is, is 
there's two huge gifts that God gives me. First is the power of decision. So I can choose what I want to align myself with, what I want to identify with. Do I want to identify with the egoic world, which is collapsing before my eyes? Or do I want to identify with God's world, which is is just regenerating, regenerating. And even even the pandemic was a gift. I heard, I heard that being said because it's it's like once we just stopped everything for just a short period of time, things on the planet started to regenerate real really quickly. So I have that power of decision and also I have the gift of creation that I can create. I can create something from nothing. And the only thing that can stop me from that would be fear. Fear that I'm not worthy to do that, that I'm not good enough, that I don't have what it takes. All those lies that I tell myself. And every time I move beyond that fear and say, no, I'm going to create and continue to expand and continue to accept and allow and not judge. I, I, I experience miracles. I experience the love of God when I'm willing to get past the fear. I'm complete. Thank you, Sandra. Thanks, Sandra.
There's a quote that came to me this morning when I read this uh, that was kind of helpful to my personal meditation. And the quote was, whenever I look to the ego uh, for a solution, that's looking to the past, my own past learning. That's, That's ego when I was my own teacher. When I look to my ego uh, for anything, I'm asking a guide who doesn't know anything. (laughs) I'm asking a guide who doesn't know anything to take me on an ego alien journey. This is an ego alien journey. It truly is. Uh, The forgiveness of illusions. And... um, and that's why I love the prayer in here. I will not look to my own past learning. My guest is here. I will not intrude my own past learning. I need to do nothing except not to interfere. Boy, that, that was so hard for me. Really hard. But it is an ego alien adventure. And the me that I thought I was... <laughs> Uh, was nothing but past learning and conditioning and ideas about what helpfulness was and and uh, that's the beautiful thing about that release and that prayer um, I am not alone and would not intrude my past upon my guest isn't that just gracious I would not intrude my past upon my guest Um, I I think um, to share one personal incident about that and I won't go into the details but there was a time I was so burdened by uh, what appeared to be someone suffering Um, I was at a loss I, I was at a total loss and somehow I uh fell into a place I say fell because it was like a release I fell into a place where I thought I don't even know how to pray I don't even know what to ask for and um, on that occasion um, a prayer was given me a very specific prayer I mean a prayer I don't think I would have thought of on my own and it was so specific it included features of items and colors of items even and later on when I had a chance to talk with the person for whom I'd been praying I I shared the item and the color of the item and and lo and behold (laughs) that item and that color appeared in the experience of the person of whom I'd been so concerned and and right down to that specific detail you know, in I'll say the dream we shared, um, and, and the outcome of that was so beautiful. Um, that person had had felt so alone and so abandoned and so uh, bereft of help that that specific um, shared prayer gave him the the courage to. Uh, go on and trust and hope and and look for help you know because of that one occasion 
And I think that um, when I when I learn not to intrude my past upon my guest, things like that happen. I don't need to understand them. In fact, you know, when I speak of ego alien journey, um, oh boy, the ego wants to get in there, and and you know, we're talking about things that um, are are so outside the realm of personal understanding sometimes that um, ego wants to get in there uh, for the sake of control and predictability. Uh, I want to understand what, what you're doing here, Holy Spirit, so that I can control and understand and maybe predict what's going to happen. I have to really abandon that idea. I mean to say, fall in. Fall into that space where Christ's guidance can really fill in the blanks. And the manual for teachers calls it the power that is within you, but not of you. And um, and when I fall into that place, um, I'm given thoughts, like Lana says, thoughts I didn't think, but I know, I know they're important. And I know they'll come up in a place where they're particularly useful. And um, and the outcome of that, oh gee whiz, I just remembered, if he talks about it in Principles and Miracles, the outcome of stuff like that, adventures and miracles like that, is that both my brother and I emerge farther along in the appearance of time than we might have perceived before this event occurred. In other words, miracles collapse time and our understanding mutually advances in such a way that uh, the blessing can't help but be noticed, you know. Um, and, and so when I fall into that quiet place, all we need to do is sit quietly by. Um, miracles happen and and the only thing that interferes in my experience is the ego demand to understand what this means so that it can control and and make it predictable but when i give that sense of personal meddling away let it go just drop it and discover i don't even need it um there's a flow uh, that underlies relationships that I would not have known on my own. In fact, on my own, I don't know anything about relationship at all. On my own, I feel like I'm a personal failure in relationship. Um, but when I let go with the idea of personal tinkering, um, just really wonderful things happen. And it's like he says in Principles and Miracles, we both emerge farther along than we might have been uh, before that occurred. So um, so I will not intrude my past on my guests. Every time I do, I get it wrong. <laughs> anyway, I'm complete.
Well, any further shares before we end this recording? Okay, then. You know, um, in light of in light of I am entrusted with the gifts of God, uh, I, I think to close this recording today with what we read yesterday. Uh, because he says it unequivocally in paragraph 110 of yesterday's chapter 15. I have perfect faith in you. I have perfect faith in you. Uh, doesn't that say a lot about how we are entrusted? I have perfect faith in you to do all that you would accomplish. Nothing will be lacking and you will make complete and not destroy. Say and understand this in light of giving all my relationships to the Holy Spirit, I give you to the Holy Spirit as part of myself. I know that you will be released unless I want to use you to imprison myself. In the name of my freedom, I will your release because I recognize we will be released together. There is much to do and we have been long delayed Accept the holy instant as this year is born and take your place left so long unfulfilled in the great awakening. Make this year different by making it all the same and let all your relationships be made holy for you. This is our will. Amen. Thank you everyone who read this morning, everyone who shared, and everyone who practices these lessons throughout the day. Thank you for all your blessings. Love you guys. Thank you, Thank you. Thank you. Beautiful.